0: You know the feeling, you walk into a coffee shop, maybe you've been there before, maybe not, but the smells, the sounds, the conversations you have over your first cup of coffee with a friend are almost so good they're spiritual. Too dramatic? Maybe, but I'm going with it anyway. I'm Phil Simmons. And this is First Cup. All right, welcome to another episode of First Cup. I'm Phil Simmons. Thanks again for listening. My next guest is the founder of a company who is having some tremendous success early on. And partly due to just how photogenic the products are. The candles made by Hamilton Wax Company are seemingly everywhere, as some very well-known photographers are incorporating these products into lifestyle shoots of all kinds. The company has shouted quality from day one, and on this episode, I had the pleasure of meeting with the founder and very talented designer, Brittany Steel. She shares with us a little bit about how she got started, and also all of what goes into creating an amazing brand such as Hamilton Wax Company. So stick around, I know you'll love this one, enjoy. sitting here with Brittany Hippensteel.
1: Hippensteel, yeah, It's a mouthful.
0: Who, how long have you been doing Hamilton Wax Co.? You...
1: Um, just over a year. I started, um, I'd say, thinking about the process back in December of 2016, um, and then really starting to get my branding and um, introduce it to the public in April 2017. Okay. I got a lot of support locally from the beginning, so I didn't really have to reach out to anyone. Right. Um, I feel like Lancaster is really great for supporting small businesses, so I feel like everyone kind of just came to me and really wanted to support me, which was a great feeling.
0: Yeah, do you think you could have done this, now I don't know how long you've lived in Lancaster or where your roots are or anything like that, but do you think you have such a success from the start if you started anywhere else, for instance?
1: No. Um, I've thought about that a lot because I grew up just an hour away in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so not too far, but I feel like it's a completely different culture there. Like, everyone in Lancaster, I said from the day that I moved here, everyone is so nice here, so supportive. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would be as su- successful if I lived anywhere else in the general area.
0: So how did you first realize that you were getting support from... You know, Lancaster Locals, for instance.
1: Um, Honestly, everyone just started reaching out to me. Um, Kristen at Sophie Stargazer was the first person to really take me under her wing and um, wanted to sell my candles in her store, and I knew nothing about wholesaling. um, And she was super graceful with me and just kind of let me take my time. And when I needed help, she gave me the answers that I needed. And, like, this is what other people do. You can do it this way. Um, So she really gave me the support and the time and the information that I needed to get into wholesaling Um, and then also just pushed me on her social media and to her customers um, and had me come into the store for a meet the makers session so just from the beginning she was super supportive other local photographers um, were interested in taking photos of my products so yeah everyone kind of just sought me out which was great because I wasn't in a place to reach out yet Um, right so it was a good push to get moving
0: I think it goes to show, like, if you make something good, it, it speaks for itself. Yeah. And that, like, if, if what you were making wasn't, you know, attractive or quality or whatever, right. you know, you wouldn't have feeling. had that <laughs> result. So it is a good feeling. Yeah. It's very, I'm sure it's very gratifying. So, again, another kudos to you. <laughs> you. Um, what led you to making candles and building a brand
1: it's funny I get this question all the time so I'm very prepared for this <laughs> like I, I grew up
0: <laughs> wanting to make candles which is like awesome yeah. but like is it something that you've always had an affinity for
1: no um I'm a full-time graphic designer so I'm still doing that full-time and doing the candles also full-time yeah. as much as possible yeah um but I just wanted something I was starting to get to get burnout just working on the computer Um, I've always been kind of a crafty person, um, but I really wanted to make something tangible that I could do the entire process the whole way through. So um, create the product, do the branding for it, do the photography, do the social media and um, marketing and all of that. So I just wanted something that I could entirely create my own and it be tangible, that I could get off the computer a little bit, give myself another... Creative outlet outside of graphic design.
0: So, why candles?
1: Why candles? Um, So my first thing was obviously I did want to do something. My goal, my end goal for this is to do this full time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wanted something that I could sell and make money off of, um, and be a part of like a lifestyle type thing. Yeah. I don't know, just be in people's homes and be something like a a, something that people could talk about. Right. Um, And also. Whenever I thought of, like, what do I gift people if I don't know someone very well, or what's an easy gift, a okay. cheaper gift that you could just pick up, and yep. it's always candles for me. Yeah. And I also have so many candles at my house that I, it was just an easy, like, hey, instead yeah. of buying these all the time, why don't I just make them? And I feel like living in Lancaster, too, everyone is so creative. I didn't want to do something that someone else was doing. Yeah. Um, and there are other candle makers in the area, but I feel like it was somewhat of an untapped market that, like, yeah. Even if there were other candle makers, other candle makers in the area that I've met, I feel like, have a completely different customer base. So when we're at the same markets, I don't feel like we're ever stepping on each other's toes with customers. We mm-hmm. all have very different looks and different scents. Um, so it's well, not like we're doing too. the same thing. Yeah,
0: you always want diversity. So how long... Did it take you to come up with your like the branding, like what we see online with the tins and then the with classics?
1: Yeah, the their amber glass jars. Yeah. yeah.
0: Was that a easy process for you? Was it kind of just like, oh yeah, this this works, or was it like you working through several designs? I see what you have now. Was there previous designs that you kind of, like, updated and replaced?
1: Um, As far as the packaging, like, that physical, the glass jars and the tins, I kind of always knew that that, I wanted two separate looks for those. Um, But as far as, like, the logo and the branding look, I did a few first versions that I was, like, ready to take to print, and I just kind of, like, ran with them, and then I... I showed some friends and their face kind of just like dropped and they're just like it's, it's good I was like okay like designer
0: friends or just friends um, that you think would be a buyer like the demographic for what you're um,
1: a little of both. Um, my one friend is definitely a creative, um, went to school for photography, and is now pursuing graphic design. Okay. Um, so I really respected her opinion, and it's not that she didn't like it, it just wasn't, I don't think, she. I think she knew what I wanted out of it, and it just wasn't hitting the mark. Um, right. Not that it was necessarily bad, it was just not for the direction I wanted to go. Right. Um, so I'm glad I took some extra time and took a step back. And that's where that gap between like December and April was. It was really nailing down what my look was going to be and the packaging and the branding and stuff like that. So it's definitely a learning process of like, hey, these are the customer bases that are looking for it. How do I yeah. cater to them rather than trying to force my, what I thought my perception of my customer base would be. Right. Um, So, yeah, I'm glad I took that time to take a step back and really, like, nail down who my customers are.
0: Yeah, because that's one thing that I don't think a lot of people that don't do design realize, like, just the labor that goes into that. Yeah. Like, and that's why just refuse, refuse to ever do graphic design people are so they don't know what they want visually I
1: always say people know what they don't want
0: yes they, and then you make it and they're like no nah. yeah then you it's make like, it again. yeah
1: they give you no basis they're like oh, I mean I trust you and then you show it to them and they're like no I no I don't like that yeah either. people know what they don't want they never know what they actually want until they see it
0: you're absolutely right so where are you gra- where are you a graphic designer now
1: um, I actually work for a company out of, uh, they're based out of San Francisco. It's called Email Aptitude. Um, okay. So it's email design, oh, um, cool. like email marketing. Um, so I started there in October and luckily it's fully remote. So yeah, that's um, when I left my last job, I really, really wanted to work remote. So whenever I was done with my nine to five job, I could switch gears and go right into camel making or, yeah. you know, have wax melting while I'm working and then jump right into it at the end of the day.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love it. Good. Um, but eventually I do want to do the candles full-time
0: <laughs> yeah exactly um, so you've been in Lancaster since 2010 you yep. said and when you so when you went to school you knew that you wanted to be in business for yourself like from the get-go oh I
1: didn't actually okay. I never thought that I wanted to work for myself um, not at least not as a graphic designer I never wanted to I was never good at seeking out work from clients okay um I just I I don't know I as far as just graphic design I really like people to give me a job I know my expectations from my boss or you know the creative director or whatever I really like that kind of direction Um, but actually a few years into being a graphic designer and working in an office and you know windowless office at a cubicle I. Quickly started to burn out to the point where I was like, I don't know if I even want to be a graphic designer anymore. Yeah, and which was so heartbreaking because pretty much my whole life I've always like had a direction, I know what I wanted to do. So then like feeling like I didn't want to do my career anymore was kind of scary. So I was like, okay, I need to take a step back. What's not making me happy? And I think it's just being tied down to someone else's schedule. and That's
0: a big part of it. Yeah,
1: and. Even in high school, like, I always just wanted to be off and doing my own thing. Like, I hated being tied to a schedule. And I think they... A lot of people... A lot of entrepreneurs say that, like, you'd rather work 80 hours for yourself than 40 hours for someone else. And I was feeling that every day. Like, I was sitting at work and just wanting to, like, leave and do my own thing and be creative on my own terms. Right. So... Well, and
0: the one thing that... In addition to the you know the, the saying, an entrepreneur you know, would rather work 80 hours for themselves and 40 hours for someone else. It's what do you do that time completely escapes you? And it's like that's oh that's what I love. Yeah. Whenever you're doing something, you like have no no idea what time it is, no mm-hmm. idea how much time elapses. I think yeah. that takes a while to like realize. Oh wow, obviously you got to make money out of it. Yeah. Find a way to make money out of it. Did you realize by the time you graduated that you? wanted to be in business for yourself or it's been after you've been in the workforce and you're like this
1: sucks (laughs) yeah it was more so after being in the workforce I always thought in college that I wanted to work at the agency and you know wear the high heels and be like that boss lady um but I just want to be at home with my dog or in a a studio space with a shop dog um in yoga pants and just be comfortable and be on my own terms and I can go to the gym at 11 a.m and you know, work until 8 o'clock at night and it just, just do whatever works for me on that day. That's very much how I am.
0: Yeah, I think the ultimate success that we don't originally realize, obviously, is freedom. Like, yeah. in, in any capacity, like, whether someone's working for the money, what they usually really want anyways is freedom because they want right. to be able to buy the things that they want to buy, so right. that is, is translated to freedom, so that, that completely makes sense. It kind of sucks that you have to... It's like the human condition. Yeah. And it's kind of like those clients where they don't—they know what they don't want. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to figure out what you don't want by right. going through it. Do you have any suggestions as someone who is in these early stages? You may have gone through some trial and error. Um, hopefully, at least you've had some errors that you can... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, learn from. Oh, yeah. Do you have anything like that, like good little like nuggets of kind of like an entrepreneurial process yeah the first thing
1: that comes to mind is honestly just fake it till you make it because I've been faking my way the whole way through and everyone tells me it looks like you have a workforce of like 10 people or that you have it all together and I honestly I mean I've learned a lot and I I can't say that I don't know what I'm doing but when I started I had no idea what I was doing so um I just you know Portray that I was confident and also, you know, when you portray that you're confident and you put that out, that kind of makes you, yeah. whenever people see you as confident, it makes you feel confident in what you're doing. Um, so, fake it till you make it and also just find what you're passionate about and just mm-hmm. go for it. Don't quit. If someone says no, you know, I've had people tell me, no, we we're not going to carry you right now and don't take that as a failure it's just the fact that maybe they're not the right market for you maybe they wouldn't have sold there anyway so just keep pushing um if you are passionate about something um you'll find a way to make it work
0: yeah so what's your process with that like whenever you're going whenever you're um you know talking with a potential carrier of your product like what is the typical process they do just out of curiosity like you send them samples yeah so them.
1: in the beginning here most of the um stockists that i have have actually reached out to me um except for one or two um that i said had said no mm-hmm. um in the beginning i was just giving them like all like every single one of my candles like I have five cents now, so I would give them 10 candles, um, five of the jars, five of the amber glass um, jars, and it was just too much. I was giving away way too much product. Yeah. I never knew if I was going to get them back because I didn't want to, like, give them product and ask for them back. Yeah. Um, So now I do have um, little tea lights that I give out, so I package them up really nice um, and send them out to potential stockists and then um, send them a line sheet with all my prices and... What they should be selling them, so they know how much they would be profiting off of them. So I do have that that down to a science.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that sounds like something where you're like learning along the way. Like, wait a second, because obviously at the end of the day, it's got to be profitable. I think those are kind of some of those things, the business side. Mm -hmm. You know, you're an artist and you make stuff, but (laughs) you know, you have to. Someone has to see it. Yeah. There's the, the whole marketing aspect. You're literally doing every. Every station of a typical business—the mm-hmm. sales, the wholesaling, the stocking, the, the marketing, <laughs> the, the, shipping. T- the IT, the <laughs> yeah. shipping—yeah, you have to be all of a sudden an expert on post, you know, postage. Yeah. But is that something that you kind of already had a a, a good understanding of business, or is it something you're like, okay, I'm picking this up as I go, and you're picking it up quickly because it's, you know, you care about it so right. much.
1: Um, I'd say the marketing side of things. I, I've always been passionate about that. Um, I've, I've kind of been self-taught with social media marketing um, and um, previous jobs where they've had large marketing departments. I was always like listening in. I always wanted okay. to learn more. So I'm very much a self-taught social media and just marketing person. And I feel yeah. pretty confident and strong about that side of things. But um, honestly, I'm still struggling with like shipping and like how to get shipping costs down and yeah. how to package them for the cheapest. So Accur- I...
0: Accuracy from location, all those right. things that yes. you you uh, don't really think about, or people don't think about when they start a business. It's just like you become passionate about postage. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> never it's thought I'd say fun. that. It's of fun. You you learn little things that are that you would never even thought were fun that yeah. you're suddenly you know realizing are yeah. fun. That's awesome. So with Hamilton, you have—is it six cents?
1: Um, how, many,
0: how many different cents? Right do you now,
1: have? I have five, but next week I'll be launching the sixth oh one. Oh no! Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so this
0: will. So what's the date that you'll be launching the sixth one?
1: Um, I believe it's the twenty-second of May, right. or I'm sorry, the twelfth of May.
0: So what's the launch look like? What do you do? You have things set up for a specific launch like that. Um, so, be stargazer or anything like that. Um, I
1: try to do launches. So once a month, I'll do um, a market with Creatively Lancaster, which okay. um, they kind of started right when I started um, back. I believe it was April, two thousand seventeen. They started doing markets, and it's usually at uh, Telus three hundred and sixty in Lancaster. Right, um, but. Um, as they're growing, their locations are growing. So we've been bouncing around other that's Lancaster cool. locations. So I do really well at the Creatively Lancaster uh, Makers Market. So it's just a bunch of makers locally that come together and um, you know sell their yeah. goods. So that's a community all of its own. Um, but they've been amazingly supportive and really pushing um, local makers. So I try to do my launches at those makers markets.
0: What's your process? when you're seeking out or developing scent, How long does it take? I mean, things like that are...
1: So I'm always ordering samples of different scents, and I'll open up, like, three bottles and kind of just, like, hold them up and kind of, like, waft them around to see if they're working well together. Um, just constantly ordering samples um, just to see, you know, what I can pair together. Um... But my main goal is to not make anything that would be offensive smelling to the, like, general. Because I know, like, I don't know, people have very distinct smells that they love, but other people may absolutely hate it. So I always try to do very fresh smells, um, like my fresh basil, you know, just like, it's very natural smelling. I use all-natural fragrance oils. Um, So I want it to be as fresh as possible. Um, I do have two other scents that are vanilla and lavender vanilla. I feel like they're just classics. So I feel like if someone's gifting to someone, it's just an easy, like, who's going to absolutely hate vanilla or lavender vanilla? There might be a handful of people. Right. But most people aren't going to be super offended by that. Um,
0: Do you see yourself getting into, like, the classic? I mean, I'm not going to compare you to, like, a Yankee candle or something like that. But, like, are you going to do... Very specific, like holiday or seasonal sense, like a pumpkin spice. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs>
1: um, I did do my first year. I did do a fall and holiday line, um, but they were more unique than that. Like I did um, like a amber fireside. So okay. it, I don't know. I feel like it was more unique than just like the holiday classics.
0: Yeah. Pine. Um,
1: Right, yeah. So I always Pumpkin. yeah, I always try to spice it up a little bit and combine other scents that, <clears throat> um, like I had a, a, a crisp apple that you okay. could really, like it's, cool. it doesn't scream fall. Um, you could burn it all year round because it literally just smells like you took a bite out of an apple. So I always try to go fresh, as fresh as possible smelling. Like,
0: cool. Yeah. To, to the point where you're like, should I take a bite out of this candle or not? <laughs> oh, no, I better yeah. not. That's a good...
1: People do call them flavors sometimes. It's funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, you realize you're not supposed to lick <laughs> yeah. the candles, right? Um, so, I want to talk about your ink really quickly. <laughs> do you Have you gotten that all locally?
1: Yeah. Who um, do you go to? I have two different artists. They're both um, from Dreams Collide. Yeah. Neither of them are there now. Um, but I went oh, okay. to, for my last arm, I went to Wes Reed. Yeah. Um, and then Mike Kelly. Where is he at now? Um, he is at... Golden Ages? Golden
0: Ages, yeah. I always find the tattoo artist slash barber slash whatever. Not drama, but just that because you have you have personalities and you have egos that are involved. Yeah. So I always wonder if that like that's because I know it happens with barbers, which yeah. is always surprising because there's like a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> ego there, and I'm not saying that's the case here. I just always find it kind of fun to watch
1: yeah <laughs> like, yeah over, 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 i know there's certain there. people that really bounce around and i feel like it's such an upcoming career too that like i don't know uh, everyone yeah. kind of wants to be doing it
0: the tattoo artist yeah thing. yeah so. I, so i've i've thought about it because i'm naturally drawn to that type of aesthetic yeah but the i always think about like what you were saying about the work conditions Yeah. And just the sound of a needle and being hunched over for My that. That would
1: kill me. No, I'm not yeah. doing
0: that. Yeah. Like, as much as I love it, mm-hmm. I love the smell of it.
1: Yeah. But
0: I just. Nah. Yeah. Just, I
1: don't know. The hours are weird, too. The
0: hours like, are really weird. Yeah. They're, They're in the middle of the day.
1: Yeah. Basically, like restaurant, like service industry yeah.
0: type. Yeah. So you got you two different artists Wes Reed of Golden mm-hmm. Ages Tattoo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then and who then, did the black? Um,
1: Mike Kelly did my right arm. He was also a dream collide. That looks
0: fresh. How yeah. old is that? It's still scabby.
1: Yeah. Right? It's a little dry. It's still like dry, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was probably three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that yeah. looks
0: really yeah, looks good.
1: Thanks. Yeah, Mike um, works in New York now, but okay. he is starting to come back about once a month. Cool. Um, and he was actually my roommate through college a little cool. bit. So there you go. yeah. That's so. awesome. But it's funny, in college, um, he needed Business cards done, yeah. and I obviously wanted to get tattoos. So he was like, "Hey, how about we trade? You do my business cards, and I'll give you a tattoo, and we'll yeah. just do like a creative trade." So he yeah. did my my dog. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. So it's always great when you can trade creatively with others. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So your let's talk about your dog for a second. What's your What's your dog's name?
1: Chevy. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: Like, how do you spell like, that?
1: Like the car. Oh, like the car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, love I didn't that. name him. But I loved it too much yeah. to change it. His mom was a red-nosed pit bull. Um, he just looks like a, a pit. He looks like a pit. Yeah, so I'm not sure what his dad was, but I think he is full pit.
0: Yeah. They are, I think, definitely the most loving breed. Oh my
1: gosh. He sleeps under the covers every single night, and then halfway through the night, he'll come up and steal the pillows. Really? Yeah. yeah. He is, if he's not touching you, he'll be upset.
0: <laughs> All right, so Brittany, thank you for being yeah. on.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Where can people find, so I'm sure people will be, they're Googling right now, Hamilton Wax Company, and they'll probably see, but just in case, where can they get your your candles?
1: Um, Online. um, I have a website, HamiltonWaxCo.com. If you're local to Lancaster, I'm at Sobey Stargazer, um, Realm and Reason, Um, I believe that Luca is going to... Be carrying me here shortly. They do burn them in their bathrooms currently, um, but they have a little shop that they're going to be opening up. And also, um, Whole Foods in Lancaster is going to be carrying my products, which That's is really exciting. exciting. Um, and then outside of Pennsylvania or Lancaster area, um, I also have a list of other stockists in other states that carry me. So if you're interested, go ahead and check out um, the stockist page on my site and you can find what works best for you. Cool. All
0: right, Brittany, thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.